Well, good evening and welcome into Bear Talk on this Wednesday night. It's great to have you with us here as we get set for another night of talking Cal Sports. Sam Wiseman here alongside you with Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Scaramuza, and Kelly Soria. And guys, it's been a minute. It's good to be back. All right, that was a, that was a great summation of your week, Ryan. I'm glad uh, I'm glad we uh, we heard all about that. It's great to be back, Ryan and Kelly. Just back from Arizona, covering the Cal baseball series down there. Ryan about to take off for UCLA, where the Bears will play the number one UCLA Bruins. We got a lot on the docket for you here tonight on Bear Talk, including our exclusive talk with Cal head coach Mark Fox, newly in. To Berkeley, after spending a couple of weeks on the road up at the Final Four and recruiting, we'll hear an excerpt of a talk we had with him a couple of days ago. That'll be right here at 9.15 p.m. Pacific time. We hope that you stay with us for that. Mark Fox, new Cal basketball head coach on the program. We have some Warriors basketball to get to as well. And, of course, Cal baseball, which is going to be our main topic tonight other than basketball. And so, guys... As we get started, let's get things kicked off with a little bit of Warriors. I don't know how you guys have been uh, have been following the playoffs, Ryan. You were talking about you're uh, you're into you're getting into hockey nowadays. Uh, I wouldn't say I've been getting into hockey. I've always been into hockey. Oh, okay, I, I see. Yes, it just doesn't come up a lot because this is California, and not too many Sharks fans or hockey fans in general on campus. But I've always been a fan. Oh, what do you mean? There's, there's Sharks fans. I, not not too many. I, I don't meet that many of them, listen, unfortunately. This is a this is a great week for me. Got the Abs, got the Nuggets. This is fantastic, Ryan. I don't know about you. I hear the Cubs have been a been not not doing great. But. Hey, we just came off a three game sweep, so uh, look, things are trending upwards. Well, I do want to talk some NBA, and it's time for our first ever Warriors roundup. Warriors, come out to play. Right. Truth be told, I really just wanted an excuse to uh, to play that audio. But <laughs> I don't know, guys. You've been. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys all had as much fun as I did watching the epic collapse of. Well, I don't even want to really describe it as a fourth quarter. It was. Uh, it was. You know. Is. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what, what score. There was a rugby score. We'll say in the fourth quarter. I sure had. I sure had fun watching that. And I had a lot of fun watching Steve Kerr have a mental breakdown on the sidelines. <laughs> oh my! It's uh, <laughs> pump the brakes, please, Joe. A little, a little pent up anger in in me for the Warriors. Well, here's the thing: series heading down to L.A. Uh, later. Joe, you're from Southern California. Is this is this why you're reveling in the pain no. of others? Uh, you, you just like you, I'm from New Orleans. I appreciate that. You, you <laughs> get to see uh, get to see the Warriors knocked off their high horse. I don't, I don't know, but uh, going down to Southern California, and we're gonna start things off here with a take it or leave it early oh yeah take it or leave it early here yeah i know ryan you you got the warriors clearly winning but but we got to go six or seven games right here ryan uh this series or the the whole thing yes the, yeah they're gonna last six games no this series ryan oh uh, they're gonna win it in five. Oh wow okay they're right. fine it was one game i think either five or six i think i mean i mean the clippers are in if they were, were to take the series they're in a good position to taking one away um, out of the first two, but um, they're going to need to take both of these at home, I think, if they were to win, and that's pretty tough, especially with the Warriors coming off um, that breakdown. I'm sure they're going to be really um, precise to, at the next game. All right. Well, our basketball analysis aside, I think we can move on now as we as we get ready to talk to Coach Mark Fox here on the program yeah. to Cal men's basketball, which is really what's been on our minds ever since 
Well, it's been a while since there's been some good news, we'll say, but some good news out of the program today. Uh, another official, well, we'll say it's been reported a couple of assistants joining the program. Trent Johnson, uh, already here in Berkeley, has been here for about a week. And Ryan, you got the you got the the news, the other hire that's expected to be made by this Cal program. Yeah, word is that former Iowa assistant Andrew Francis will be joining Mark Fox's staff. I don't know too much about him, so I can't really give my opinion until I get the rundown, but all I know is that he's coming to Berkeley and he's going to help re-energize this basketball program that's fallen on some hard times. Well, you look at that guy, you look at Trent Johnson as well. Trent Johnson, I think, is a phenomenal hire for Mark Fox. Mark Fox was on his staff uh, all really? the time ago. Yeah, the uh, but, you know, Trent Johnson, former Stanford head coach, is uh, definitely, well, we'll say... Uh, We'll say Fox is putting together a good staff so far, and I know I know we talked to him the other day, and he he was talking about making a couple of announcements later this week. So perhaps uh, this is the one that we're expecting. We can expect uh, one more addition to Mark Fox's staff. But you're right, Andrew Francis and Trent Johnson, the first two names uh, out of the gate, and Andrew Francis again unconfirmed right now, but it, it's been reported, and we're expecting to see him here but the uh other big news in cal women's basketball uh cal has secured transfer out of san diego state Najee murray who set the program three-point record last year Najee murray gonna come in and replace kiana smith as cal's losing all three of their starting guards this year in smith caldwell and asia thomas but it looks uh, well it's starting to look more and more like it'll be mackenzie forbes now with the addition of Najee murray and then we'll see what the the freshman coming in can contribute, Crocker uh, and Fields and so on. But hmm. as another big transfer into the Cal program, as far as Cal men's basketball goes, Ryan, I know we've talked about this a lot on the program, but Roman Davis just is suing Darius McNeil, who just decided he's going to go to SMU, Connor Vanover and Juwan Harris-Dyson all in the transfer portal. And again, Darius McNeil just announced that he is going to be heading to SMU. But Connor Vanover and Juwan Harris-Dyson – Transferring, not transferring, your thoughts? Honestly, I, I think it's a toss-up, but if I were a betting man, which I am, I I, I think they... <laughs> oh, don't tell you so short, Ryan, please. Uh, but I, I think they're both going to go. Uh, I mean, this is usually what happens when you have coaching turnover at a program like this. A lot of guys that have shown a lot of potential... They, they're going to try and find new homes where they can be a little bit better utilized, maybe give themselves a better chance to win something, get a little bit more pro exposure as they try to make that jump from college to the next level. So, I mean, there's still a chance that Vanover and Harris Dyson come back. I mean, they're only in the portal. They still can come back to Cal, but I, I, it just doesn't look too promising. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the, on the player side of things, they want to be put into a working system and have their set of skills used instead of being part of whatever system Mark Fox is trying to set up that's going to take two, three years, depending on what recruits he's going to be able to get. Okay, well, I'm going to have to jump in. And, uh, Ryan, both leaving Vanover and Harris-Dyson, that is ridiculous. This is, Juwan Harris-Dyson and Connor Vanover, I think, have just entered the transfer portal to explore their options. But to say they're both going to leave along with the rest of the starters, you almost never see that much turnover with a coaching change. And we're going to have to wait, we'll say, you know, at least until June or July to really assess the Cal roster and where it's going to be at. But... I don't know. We saw Vanover come on strong in the final games of 2018. I think he's learned a lot. It may have taken him a while, but he definitely learned a lot 
playing with that group in the last weeks of the 2018-2019 season, right? And Juwan Harris-Dyson, uh, incoming junior, he's... Uh, I'm just going to say that odds are you're not going to have that many guys transferring out of the program. Right. But, Sam, it wasn't just a coaching change. It was a terrible season, and the morale was terrible by the end. I, I can't imagine it's just another change from the leadership. Well, back-to-back terrible seasons aside, it's... Connor Vanover, you know, plus I think they like it here. Jack Hinson, our source on the inside, has uh, has, has the the Connor Vanover uh, knowledge on the down, though. But, uh, you know, I think they like it here. And uh, we're going to hear from Mark Fox in just about a minute or two here, and we'll talk to him about that as well. But, Ryan, uh, I want you to to note down the date and time you told me that Connor Vanover and Juwan Harris-Dyson were both gone. And <laughs> I didn't say they were both gone. I said it's likely that they're both going to leave. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I hedge, didn't make any definitive statements. Hedge all you want, Ryan. But in any case, we have. Oh come on, that's unfair. Now Mark Fox joining us, new Cal men's basketball head coach. It's great to have him with us here. And once again, Mark Fox here on Bear Talk. Welcome back to Bear Talk. Sam Wiseman here alongside Cal head coach Mark Fox. Just two weeks into his tenure here at California, five years at Nevada, nine years at Georgia. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you. You've had a chance to meet with the team. What are your initial impressions? You know, I think that, that you know, these, these kids have faced, you know, more than their share of adversity. Um, I think that, that my initial reaction is, is they're a little bit wounded. Um, but we have some we have some really neat kids on the team. They're obviously, um, you know, looking at a situation where now they have a new coach and they've been through some adversity. So it's been it's been hard for them. Uh, but I think that that what we've tried to do is just be very open and upfront and communicate with them and try and find out what the issues are, um, where we can help them and where we can make things make things better for them. And and they've been great in in their response. And so, you know, I think that they they uh, they know we're going to try and make everything better for them. Obviously, we're going to play. Uh, you know, different schematically on the court, and the workouts are, are and they see that, that already they're different. Uh, but uh, everything is is likely to change, and um, and so hopefully they're they're going to be excited about that. What's your biggest area of focus going to be this off season? Well, I think that for us, um, you know, we need to become a more physical team. Um, we have to. We've already changed the weight program. I mean, that's that was. Uh, that's already been adjusted, so so you know hopefully we can be a more physical team, and um, you know the off season there needs to be lots of time, lots of hours spent, um, you know in in the in the weight room uh, in 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 the weight room and in, in in working in a very specific way, um, training our bodies differently. Um, you know we have only been we've only been on the new program for ten days, so we have some extremely sore guys right now. Uh, but if they'll maintain that throughout the summer, uh, they'll see great results. And so, um, you know, that this summer that'll be one of our big focuses. You've been in Nevada. You've been in Georgia. What's the most challenging aspect of coming into a new program as a head coach? Well, every every program has unique challenges. Um, you know, I took over Nevada. We had come off a championship season and lost most of the players on the team. And the challenge was how we maintain winning with with. Um, after such great departures, um, and we were able to do that. Georgia was a situation similar to this, where they had not had success, and so we had to to uh, to rebuild it. Um, and 
you know, this situation, the challenge is, is that, you know, we've had two tough years and, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of things that we have to adjust and, um, you know, that's not going to happen overnight. It's, it's just not going to be easy. Um, but, um, you know, the biggest challenge will be just, just, um, you know, understanding that as such, you know, as such depth of change has to take place, it's going to take some time. And, um, and so that will be a challenge for me personally, just trying to stay patient. How do you deal with turnover coming into a new program, especially this early? Well, the new rules with the transfer portal um, has made, um, and really the last several years, the transfer numbers are astronomical. Um, and I've tried to tell all these guys that, that, that uh, you know, because of the adversity they've gone through, um, that if they want to explore the portal, that's, you know, something I would support them with and try and help them with. Some of them may stay in it. Some may come back. Um, at the end of the day, they have to buy into a new vision. But the, the, the transfer rules have, have really opened up in the last couple of years. And so you see so many kids that are transferring or grad transferring, which a decade ago was not even legal. So it's more commonplace now. And, um, you know, I think most teams across the country um, are, will be, you know, piecing together their roster, you know, throughout the month of May and maybe even into the summer. And, and we'll probably be no different. On the other side of that, you're talking about being no different and and looking at guys in the transfer portal right now. What is that process like using the transfer portal to to look at guys? Um, you know, the one thing that that's that's not identified on the transfer portal is a guy's transcript. So you you got to do your legwork because you know a guy may look really attractive because his name's in the portal, but then as you dig into it, you may see he's not the fit for Cal. So you have to make sure that you uncover all the stones that you need to. Um, but, um, you know, and, and, you know, I think it's a, I think it's good for kids to maybe have that freedom, but ultimately we want kids that will make commitments and not just reservations. We, we, we have to make sure that everybody's, you know, locked in because, you know, the battle forward has begun and uh, it's not an easy road, but it's one we plan on traveling. Coming into Cal, do you assess players that are on the team now based on their tape or more what you see in the gym? Do you, do you look at tape at all? Oh, I have studied some film. You don't have as much, you know, you don't have as much time to study tape, obviously, with when you hit the ground running. Um, but the true assessment really is 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 going into a gym with a player to see, you know, how they learn, uh, to really see their size and their athleticism and their bone structure, and and to see, you know, the the, the actual you know mechanics of their shot. So being in the gym, there's no substitute for that. And we have been fortunate to be able to get in the gym with a lot of these guys and. and um, and just start working with them. And, uh, and I think that um, you know, we've already made some progress, but obviously have a long ways to go. Talk about getting in the gym. Do any players right now specifically stand out uh, to you uh, on the team as far as uh, you know, what they've done maybe in the past couple of years or what you've seen from them so far? Well, I would tell you that um, I think that the first thing they're trying to do is get comfortable with, with new drills, new, a new workout routine. They're trying to um, they're trying to get you know comfortable with the new habits, which they're starting to uh, they're starting to get there. But uh, until someone is really comfortable, I wouldn't expect anyone just to jump out yet. Have you made any decisions yet as to who you might be bringing on as as part of your staff? Uh, we have. We'll we'll make an official announcement later this week. Um, uh, but um, uh, we've we've got that we've got that buttoned up, and, and we just haven't announced it quite yet. You spent a, a week up in Minneapolis for the uh, the Final Four. You you got to go uh, 
go up there and see that. And uh, you've been back here, you've been traveling as well, but just in the limited time you've had here in the Bay Area, how have you been liking the Cal Campus and the, uh, and the Bay Area? Obviously, you know, I spent nine years at Nevada, so uh, very familiar with the Bay Area. So um, I couldn't be more excited in, in to be here. Um, obviously, my family has not yet moved and, and won't until my daughter finishes the school year. Uh, but it's been great to be back. Um, and uh, you know, the the, uh, the final four was, you know, we had the national meetings, and there's there's. Um, you know, there's they dragged that over a period of time, which they could probably get it done in two days. And and uh, but everybody wants to stay for the hoopla. But but uh, you know, I'm I've been excited to be back here for an extended few days. And and uh, this is uh, it, it, when I came on the very first day, um, when I landed, it felt like I was landing back home because I spent so much time out west before. So I, I'm I'm really excited to have that feeling. All right, Cal head coach Mark Fox joining us here on Bear Talk. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Hey, thank you for for having me. All right, once again, that is New Cal head basketball coach Mark Fox here on Bear Talk Big. Thank you to Mark for joining us here. And a couple of interesting things in that segment. I mean, certainly a couple of things that I didn't uh, I didn't anticipate, the encouragement uh, from Fox to his players, especially to join the transfer portal and explore their options is important, I think. And, and it was fun to kind of get to know uh, Mark Fox as the, uh, the New Cal basketball head coach. Uh, I really, I, I'm going to agree with you, Sam, that I really thought it was interesting the way he talked about the transfer portal. It just goes to show that's the big difference between him and, say, Y. King Jones. It feels like the players can trust Mark Fox that they're going to, he's going to let them do what, or he's going to let his players do what they think is best for them, and he's not going to try and, you know, try and force them into a program where they might not be the best utilized. It seems like he actually cares about how they do as basketball players on the floor and how they develop as people off it. So I think that's a really good sign that a coach will allow his players to see what's best for them. Yeah, he's even in the press conference that I went to of his, he seemed quite player oriented. Like he kept talking about university in terms of its academic clout. Well, well, I do want to say he also mentioned his, his, kind of uh, the shadow, I think, has begun to come over Coach Fox of the recruiting difficulties that shadow every head coach here at Cal, talking about looking at a player in the transfer portal and just not being able to see the player's transcript and then having to do the legwork and go and look at the player, and maybe that player is not such a good fit for Cal and that uh, you got to have the grades to, right. uh, to, to get in here and even to transfer here. Yeah, but um, I think one of my takes from that interview is – I mean, just playing the devil's advocate. Um, in the short term, of course, you you want to keep your players, et cetera, et cetera. They're your guys. But in the long term, Viking Jones' vision doesn't necessarily fit his vision. So it doesn't maybe at all. I'd it's, say it's not so critical to him to keep these players in, like the current players, right? As recruiting is. Well, you know, he, he, he wants to get more physical, wants to spend time in the weight room, and maybe that's kind of doing the best with what he has. But every coach would like to recruit more athletic, a bigger team, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a smaller team. In, yeah, but in especially the, with the, the coaching change. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the power six. But, you know, you, you can't blame Mark Fox on a couple of changes, I think, expected. But, yeah, some interesting stuff from our new head basketball coach, Kelly. I think it it, well, it makes a lot of sense to me that as a as a new guy coming in, he would want to kind of win over the players and show that he supports them in whatever they decide to do. So that makes a lot of sense to me that he would come in and um, 
encourage them to do what's best for themselves. All right. Well, that was Cal head coach Mark Fox here on Bear Talk. Once again, a reminder, you're tuned in to 90.7 FM KALX Berkeley, your best source for all things Cal sports. And as we have just a bit of limited time here today, we're going to switch over to baseball first. Just a final roundup on Cal basketball staffing changes. Marty Wilson is reportedly going to be retained. He was the interim head coach when Mark Fox uh, had yet to be hired for all of uh, five or six days. Uh, Marty Wilson will be retained on the coaching staff reportedly. And so the coaching staff right now, uh, again, this is all reported uh, so far, is Marty Wilson, Andrew Francis, and Trent Johnson, along with head coach Mart Fox. Other piece of Cal basketball news, David Grace, uh, former assistant to Viking Jones, has just been hired as the associate head coach at Vanderbilt. So a nice landing spot for oh, David congratulations Grace. Congratulations to him. Yeah. So as we move on to Cal baseball, I know Ryan and Kelly just got back from the desert. Ryan, you're heading out to UCLA where the Cal Bears have a huge challenge this weekend in facing the number one Bruins. Number one in baseball and softball, by the way. But as far as last weekend goes, a series win in Arizona. And there were a lot of things that went right for this Cal team. If you don't take a look at the Sunday game where Cal left, 10-plus runners on base. I feel like that was a big aberration considering how well they'd been playing over the past three weeks. But it was things that Cal showed they needed to do in order to show that they can compete with the rest of the conference. It was clutch pitching. It was hitting with two outs, hitting in the late innings. It seemed like they were figuring out how to get it done late, and that's a very encouraging sign. Yeah, they scored a majority of the runs late in ball games on Friday, Saturday, even Sunday. Ninth inning home run from Cameron Eaton, who almost hit for the cycle. Isn't that right? Yeah, he was just a double shy. But uh, in any case, you talk about get, being able to get it done late, and I'd rather them have it get it done early, but I'll take anything with it with a team that just has so many freshmen on it. And we've gone through one, really if you want to count the the first four or five games of the season, we've gone through two stretches now where this, the starting lineup, which is mostly returning position players, uh, has has gone a little bit quiet, and and I don't know if they really continued their 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 stretch of great offense that they took from that homestand down in Arizona, but they certainly put together an eight game winning streak, was their longest winning streak since 2016, and even in that Sunday game uh, which they lost, their offense didn't do, didn't go completely quiet. And Ryan, you're a big momentum guy heading into a series with the number one team in the country. Yeah, an interesting thing to note though, I wouldn't exactly say that these Calbats went quiet in Arizona. Each game they had 10 plus hits, so it's not like they weren't figuring out how to do it at the plate sure they could get a little better with runners or with uh, excuse me with hitting with runners in scoring position also double digit left on base in every game but you know you can't convert every time as long as you can convert around like a 30 40 percent clip that's when you know you're a really good baseball team with the plate well arizona huge outfield too they were they were the, the coolest field of the pac-12 until uh, asu just brought their fences in this year uh, now they're home run city over there, but you know it's it's a it's a great offensive ballpark too, and I think that might have helped just a little bit with their numbers. And and you're right about the the ten plus hits they're they're averaging over their past three series over ten hits a ball game. They've I don't think they've gone a game without getting under ten hits a ball game since at least three weeks ago, since the before the Long Beach State series. And uh, I don't know. The other big takeaway for me from this series was Jared Horn. And uh, to me, I think the the actual return of Jared Horn, and not just the return of Jared Horn, but the return of a Jared Horn we haven't seen since 
he was coming here out of high school, not even in a, in a, the, the fall of his freshman year. His freshman year, he had a four six four ERA. He's gone back to back eight inning outings, and he's been phenomenal in both of them. And it, it always seems like a pipe dream when we talk now every year about Jared Horn being the Cal Ace. But I don't know if he's really pulling it out of the hat here halfway through the season. I mean, this is the Jared Horn that was receiving first-round hype out of high school. Two consecutive starts where he goes eight innings. Well, last time out he went eight-plus. And what impressed me is he was able to get it done in two different ways. Against Washington State two Saturdays ago, he was able to pitch to contact, get outs that way, not run his pitch count up too high. He finished that start with only 90, 94 pitches. This time around, just over 110, but he was able to find his strikeout stuff, fanned nine Arizona batters. So it's really encouraging to see that he can change his approach lineup to lineup, start to start, and that's what's going to be really pivotal if Cal wants to do well the rest of the way. Hopefully, as far as um, my thoughts on this, I just hope that this means we can stop talking about having an opener. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, there's still uh, two sets of openers pretty much, um, Friday, Sunday, but... Well, Grant Holman. It's it's not an opener, but it feels like an opener because he's rehabbing. He's rehabbing. How How do you look? Hot and cold. All right. Well, let's let's great at the plate though. On the mound, he's still got some kinks to work out. He needs to get that back, Sarah, way up there. Batting average times ERA. New age Tanner Dodson. Am I right? Our our custom stat. I don't. uh, (laughs) Very very poor stat, but. The back Sarah is getting up there for for uh, you're right, Grant Holman home run on Saturday, but I guess yeah, hot and cold is your take on the mound on Sunday. I thought it was great watching him DH for himself, whatever you call that it's pitch ri- slash DH. Well, it was it was great. Like we were we were talking to one of the communications guys, and um, he was saying how it is somewhat unusual but when you've got a bat like grant holman you don't want him sitting on the bench well it's it's somewhat of an advantage too in college baseball just because of the the different dh rules and i i i i think that college coaches welcome an opportunity uh, to do that and certainly don't want to do that every day just because of the, the strain it puts on a guy who's both batting and pitching in the same day but as far as as far as the rules go it's it's definitely the the primo situation yeah, right there for it was advantageous yeah. for yeah for mike new because he didn't he wouldn't have to pitch hit his pitcher all all, all the way through well, you know, that series at Arizona, done and over with. Bears pick up their third straight series win. They do have their eight-game winning streak halted, but we've teased this a little bit. The number 1 Bruins down the road, and it's Easter Sunday this Sunday, so we have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series for you all right here on CalX Berkeley. That series will have first pitch at 6.45 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. Ryan Zimmerman and Jack Hinson will be down in Southern California. And the Bruins have been in first place in the national rankings for five straight weeks now. They have taken two out of three from the defending national champions, and it's looking doubtful, I think, that the Bears will be able to avoid getting swept by a UCLA team that has just been excellent against Pac-12 opponents this season. It's not just that. They've been excellent against the majority of the top-level competition they played. Yeah, they had the series wins against Oregon State. They took two out of three. I believe that was at Goss Stadium. They took the two out of three against Stanford at uh, at Sunken Diamond. And then this past weekend, they swept the number eight team in the country in East Carolina. So they're really backing up that number one ranking, as well as Cal has played over these past three weekends. UCLA has been getting it done against much higher level competition. It's both teams coming in with a lot of momentum, but UCLA is, I think, is a lot stronger considering how good of teams they have been playing. 
That was what was so discouraging to me about the Sunday loss with the 13 hits on only two runs. I think that, I mean, obviously you always want to win the series, but this one particularly was very important that we swept and we were not able to do that. I think it just securing a road trip split was going to be key for California and they didn't get that done. And now to get a split, you have to be the number one team in the country once, which I mean, Stanford only did once. Oregon State only did once. Well, let's take a look at the schedule for the Golden Bears going into the series after UCLA. And I think that's going to really be the important part of the schedule for California because they have UCLA, who, who I think if they even get one win against, that's a complete victory uh, for California. But you have UCLA, but then you go into a really crucial almost a lull in the schedule. You have Oregon, who uh, have not been the best in Pac-12 competition this year, but then you go out, you go on to Utah, who have really not been great the past few years. You have Oregon and then Utah before hosting Stanford here at Evans Diamond. And these next two series after UCLA, I'd argue, are even more crucial than this next weekend, just because uh, the expectations are, are so murky, I think, for the Oregon and the Utah series. Are the Bears going to beat the teams that they need to beat to get into that top four, top five spot in the Pac-12? I'm going to agree with you that that's a really important series, too, because expectations are already set for UCLA. You know you're playing the number one team in the country, so you're not going to expect too much from them. But the one thing I will say about that, though, they did take one game against LSU earlier in the season, and they got one game, the opening game, against Oregon State when they played them uh, about four weeks ago. So it's not like Cal can't bring the thunder. I agree the wild card game is the Friday night game. Armand Sabori and Sam Stottenborough. Uh, that, Thursday. Or, or, Thursday. Excuse me, the Thursday game. Is the, uh, gotcha there, Sam. Easter's got me all messed up. I'm waiting for Passover over here. Yeah, that's Saturday. Uh, well, mark your calendars. Well, we, Manish Tana. Well, before we go from Bear Talk, a quick take it or leave it. I want to I want to take a look again. It's UCLA this weekend for the Cal Golden Bears. After that, they have a Tuesday game at Sacramento State, or rather versus Sacramento State, before hosting Oregon. And of those next seven games, it's less of a take it or leave it. How many wins do the Bears pick up? Oregon, UCLA, and Sac State. And keep in mind, they're trying to avenge a six nothing loss at Sacramento State from earlier this season. That was a that was a, a rough one, a rough one to watch. We'll say, Kelly. Four. Oh, wow. All right. We're not even going to consider that. <laughs> Two Oregon, one UCLA, and then Sac State. All right, Joe? Um, I'll say three. I feel like they might drop one against Oregon. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say five. They'll take one against UCLA. They'll beat Sacramento State, and they can sweep Oregon. This is they can do it. This is ridiculous. I can't. We're- I- we're tied with Oregon in the Pac-12 rankings. I don't know if we can... I can't believe. I can't believe this. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, small sample size in the Pac-12, but I'm afraid that's all the time we have here on Bear Talk. Once again, we had Mark Fox on the program here tonight. That was just an excerpt from our full conversation. If you want to hear the entire thing, you can go to anchor.fm slash Talk. That's anchor.fm slash Talk. That will be available later tonight. Again, anchor.fm slash Talk for the full conversation with New Cal Basketball head coach Mark Fox, anchor.fm slash Talk. As well, we will have this coming weekend starting tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the Easter weekend series, the Golden Bears versus the number one UCLA Bruins right here on 90.7 FM, KALX Berkeley, Ryan Zimmerman and Jack Hinson down in Southern California. Again, it's 6.45 p.m. Tomorrow, 6.45 p.m. on Friday, and then 1.45 on Sunday at 6.45 Pacific. Tomorrow, we'll have Cal Skipper Mike New joining us to talk all things Cal baseball before a first pitch at 7.05 p.m. Pacific time. 
For Kelly Soria, Joe Scaramuza, and Ryan Zaroon, my name is Sam Wiseman. It's been great having you with us here on this Wednesday night. Tune in to Bear Talk every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Pacific time. QBX is next. Stay tuned for that here on the main station at 90.7 FM, KALX Berkeley. As always, go Bears again, 645 tomorrow night. The Cal Golden Bears baseball team versus the number one ranked UCLA Bruins. Trailing by one. Game seven, winner go home. Brett comes set. Looks to third. The pitch. A base hit into right field. Coming in as Jordan Booker. Brendan slips. He's going to it. He's safe. And California wins it. Nine I cannot believe it. Cal baseball. Unbelievable. Always exciting. Only on KALX Berkeley. 90.7 FM. Your home for Cal Sports. What a season for California!